and welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm Brett Van Alstein, and on today's episode, we're joined by Justin Bozak. Justin started his career in real estate as an inside sales agent, but by proving his hard work ethic, he worked his way into outside sales, going on to create his own team. Today, Bozak is the owner and partner at Remax Revolution, growing his small brokerage from three to 130 agents and earning the rank of the number two team in New Jersey. Justin, thank you so much for taking the time and hopping on the podcast today. No problem, Brett. Thanks for having me. So for our listeners that don't know, uh, before Justin got started in his coaching and training and you know operating his own brokerage, he was a struggling inside sales rep that went from setting appointments for brokers to creating and operating his own brokerage. He did this all while uh, during the 08 recession, which I think we can all imagine was pretty difficult. Um, but before we jump into you know where you're at today, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your previous experience you know, leading into this sales rep position? Sure. Before I got into real estate, I was in, uh, in, in management. Um, so I worked for a company called Aldi's, um, kind of reached the ceiling really quick uh, there and then, you know, decided to jump into, uh, into real estate. Um, so first endeavor into real estate, just literally answering phones, uh, the phone calls that came in, uh, you know, buyers looking to book appointments, uh, worked for a discount brokerage called Foxton's, a real big company over in the UK. Uh, they had a uh, home base here in New Jersey, New York area. Um, from there, started working on setting uh, and scheduling listing appointments for uh, for listing agents for the company. Uh, our listing agents carried in 120 listings at a time, which is madness. And uh, I was booking uh, those appointments uh, in the New York area. So, you know, how, how successful they were becoming and, and how great they were doing was learning a lot. Uh, this was uh, in 2003, 2004, uh, and, you know, wanted to get into outside sales, uh, which wasn't something that uh, was available. I had to grind. I had to work hard. I had to prove uh, my value, you know, to the, to the company um, and to those listing agents. And uh, eventually, uh, in about two years, I became a, a buyer's agent. Uh, the uh, in the Jersey Shore region, which is like Mammoth and Ocean County, uh, here in New Jersey. Awesome, awesome. So during that, you know, that kind of transition for you wanting to get into outside sales, um, was there a point where you kind of had that aha moment of, you know, I'm in this transition. This I know what I want to be doing, but ultimately I want to have you know more responsibility, more kind of control over this. Um, where do you? wanted to, you know, pursue your own brokerage and building your business? Yeah. So, uh, so the path was, uh, was always met with resistance. I mean, uh, they didn't want to put, they didn't want to put, I was so great on the inside and I even not, wasn't necessarily like, Hey, I'm a great at cold calling. It was just, I worked hard. I, I stayed later. Um, I made more phone calls. I wasn't the best. I was never the best. Uh, they wanted to keep me in that position. I was like, I don't see myself doing this long-term. I want to be an outside agent. Uh, they resisted. I kept pushing, kept asking, kept saying, I got to I got to get outside. Eventually they did it. Um, and, you know, it, I don't know if it was that they didn't think I was be, going to be successful as a buyer's agent or not. But to me, it was just a lot of work ethic. Um, and, you know, over the 
three years that I was a buyer's agent for that company, um, I was one of the top buyer's agents in the, in the entire company, uh, just doing anywhere between 50 to 60 deals, not knowing that that wasn't normal, I guess, as a, as a realtor. Um, we were a little spoiled because we were just getting flooded with leads and there was only about, I think, eight buyer's agents um, in my uh, territory. And I was just picking up the phone and going and literally living uh, and working out of my car seven days a week. It was insane. I had a printer in my car. I was printing, you know, sheets and and printing stuff for people as I was showing them homes to show them other homes. Uh, It was absolute madness and chaos, but I loved every minute of it. Uh, So the company actually ended up shutting down in 2007. Um, almost as a, a precursor to the recession, as you spoke about, um, I guess they caught wind that, hey, this is uh, there's something wrong here. Um, they surprised us all. Uh, I had 20 deals in escrow at that point when they when they closed the doors and I received a, a, a $1,200 uh, check, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is insanity because, I mean, that was a lot of money. Um, we, we actually were getting like a base salary with company car, laptop, all that fun stuff. Uh-huh. Um, had to sue them to get that 1200 bucks. Uh, so it was literally nothing at that point in time. I had to start over. Right. Um, knew at that point, hey, I'm a buyer's agent. I'm depending on uh, listing agents and leads coming in um, for my deal flow. I had a couple of people that I was working with and I put those deals together, but I knew uh, long-term, you know, I need to surround myself with those listing agents that we were working hand in hand with um, so we can all kind of work together. And we kind of came up with that team concept that I actually... Uh, ended up hacking into our system and database because one of the vice presidents never changed his his password from password and got all of our <laughs> got all of our clients information and database and I literally shared it with everybody in the company here's all your valuations here's all your contacts because they had locked us out of the system mm-hmm. um and then I said listen you know we're all kind of you know I, I met with six agents we're all local uh let's let's see if we can kind of combine and uh, leverage our power of, hey, six agents, we're all doing a ton of deals, ton of business, and leverage ourselves into a brokerage and get a good deal. Uh, so we did. And uh, we, you know, by happenstance, we formed a team before teams, I guess, kind of really existed. Um, never heard of a team before that, but we just knew we kind of had a, a team dynamic already. Right. And, uh, you know, we had two people that uh, were amazing at cold calls. Um, we had myself. Um, and another gentleman that were up buyers agents and then two listing agents. Uh, and that was kind of the, uh, the start of, uh, of where we got to today. Um, only three of us ended up sticking, you know, sticking with, um, the team, um, my partner, Tom and my partner, Abe, we all complimented each other, you know, throughout the process, you know, things, you know, things happen. Um, you know, people, people ended up, uh, you know, not being able to, to kind of stick with it. But, uh, you know, we, we were, we started to grow a team under, you know, that dynamic too, and, and hired agents, uh, in about, I think 2016, uh, we had about 15 agents, uh, total. And, uh, you know, we were looking to possibly make a move. Uh, we're talking about maybe, uh, uh leaving Remax. We we're at Remax at that time to go to another company, um, then made a deal with a broker, ended up staying, ended up opening up, uh, an office that we were co-owners with them on, uh, then another office. Uh, then that didn't work out. Uh, we ended up we ended up getting one of the offices, and uh, you know we had about twenty agents at that time. We were kind of new to running a brokerage. Uh, we didn't have the back end set up and the finance department, and you know things like that that uh, the other broker had the experience with. Um, but 
we knew we had the know-how to get agents from A, A to Z. Uh, and we knew we, we had some things that we had built into the team that we were trying to roll out to the office that the other broker wouldn't let us do because they were like, well, our other offices don't have that. Um, you know, simple things such as a, a sign guy, you know, field services, uh, somebody that's doing matter ports uh, for the office, somebody that's doing drone uh, for the offices, you know, different things that we were putting on all of our listings mm-hmm. and knew that there was an added value for us to have that in-house to reduce that cost. Um, and we knew, you know, again, those are the things that uh, are driving your ability to to market and advertise and to get, you know, repeat clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we always find value in just doing, you know, professional photography. We've been doing that since 2008 before really anybody in our market really did that. Always pushing the envelope, always willing to spend money and invest. And then I think just over time, I mean, we were just focused on our, you know, little office here, uh, just focused on our agents and growing and, and building the foundation out and, you know, making sure that our agents were getting paid in 24 hours because that was an issue with the other brokerage. Um, And then from there, just word of mouth got out and uh, just agents started coming. I mean, so we grew that in a matter of, I'd say, so that endeavor started in 2018. We're almost, you know, three, three full years. Uh, We now have 130 agents and we're not, we're not recruiting, which is all word of mouth. Insane. Wow. It's a lot of word of mouth from the agents. Yeah. So we're, now working in a second office. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. I mean, even going into COVID mm-hmm. at that point, we only had 60 agents, but we had doubled in size from the year before. Uh, again, just, you know, just word of mouth. Um, so, I mean, cause we, we're all just, we're, you know, two of us are in production, uh, me and Abram, uh, we're doing a lot of like new construction sales, a lot of luxury sales, a lot of waterfront sales. We're also running a team inside the brokerage. The team's now 20. Uh, and then our business partner, Tom, kind of runs the office. So it's almost like a divide and conquer mentality where we said, Tom, all right, you're you're out of production. You're going to focus on running the office and being great at that. Um, and we knew he was the best fit to do that. Um, and he's killed it. Me and Abe worried about the new construction and a team. And now we're getting to the point where, you know, we're starting to back off of production because we just need to work on the business and expand the business because we have so many, you know, agents that are coming in um, and there's things that we want to do with them to kind of help them grow their business. So sure. it's been, uh, you know, now uh, 18, 18 years in the business, it kind of gave you a, a nice little summary of what can happen in, uh, in, in eight years. But uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, the, the, the best thing, the best decision was, you know, when that company closed was saying that I'm never going to be fired or let a company close again. I have to take control. Um, You know, that's what they're doing and what they decided to do. That's, you know, I can't blame them for doing it. Um, Thankful that it happened because, you know, I probably would have stayed there a lot longer, Um, but we were able to kind of build what we built now and today. And I I still feel like we're just getting started, which um, some people may think that like this sounds great, like 130 agents and two offices. And, you know, this is, this was, this seems easy, I guess, but it was because of a lot of the foundation and hard work and, and things that we put into place and, you know, hiring a lot of staff. I think we have a lot of staff, you know, compared to, to most offices as well. We have 10, 10 staff pretty much full time, but it's a lot of services. We have, uh, you know, marketing person, 
um, you know, that's just dedicated to marketing for the agent. We have transaction coordinators that are just there to help our agents take deals from, uh, you know, attorney review to closing. Um, so we've kind of built in all these little assistants um, to help with the day-to-day grind um, because uh, I'm sure, as you know, just dealing with with agents, you know, some agents aren't good with marketing. Some agents aren't good with social media. Some are terrible at paperwork. So you can kind of fit in, you know, where you want. If you want to do everything, you can definitely do everything. But these are a la carte services that the agency offers uh, that allows you to not have to worry about uh, getting to the point where you feel like you have to hire somebody full time and then train them to do the things that you're not even good at. Uh, that's where I think the the issue is in in with a lot of agents is you know once you get to the capacity of maybe doing forty or fifty deals, you should have an assistant, and you know that you've got to figure out how that works, and you got to take a step back in order to take a step forward. Uh, and I find that's where a lot of agents kind of stumble. Um, and it's whether it's building a team or just hiring an assistant or whatever it is. I mean, there's different different ways to do it. Um, you know, we now have like six teams that are all ranked in the top uh, 50 in, uh, in New Jersey. Um, so we're helping, you know, agents actually build teams as well. Um, and it's all because of our experience and we know what works. You know, we kind of know what doesn't work. We've wasted a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> so there's some benefit there for our agents to say, all right, what are you, what are you doing? What's working? What's not working? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we're running the number two team in, in all of New Jersey. Um, and that's not a bad thing because the number one guy is like, you know, number one in the world. So right. we're going to be number two. We're fine with being number two to that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's all works together. Great. Um, but like I said, I think we're, we're, we're just starting. There's so much things that we're doing kind of behind the scenes now to make it even bigger and better. Wow. That is pretty remarkable. Um, and it sounds like at this point, it's a well-oiled machine that has all these tools and resources for your agents to, you know, help them be the best agents they can be. And the old adage is time is money. So if you're spending time on, you know, all of these little administrative things, marketing, whatever, that's time that you're not spending, you know, getting leads and ultimately growing the business. So uh, one of my questions was going to be, how did you, you know, how did you connect and recruit all these new agents? But it sounds like ultimately it came down to word of mouth from you guys, you know, doing the right things every single day and building up your brokerage to be the one of the best in the state and certainly some one of the best in your markets as well. Yeah, I think the services is focusing on the services and, and focusing on the things that agents can actually tap into mm-hmm. and have a reason to, to actually come to your company and, and be successful. Not just saying like, hey, if you come here, you're going to do more business. It's, hey, you're going to come in here. Here's all the things that you can tap into. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, wow, now I can see why these agents are so successful. Um, We've made it easy. We put the experts in place, something that's just as simple as like the the, the sign thing that's free. We don't charge for that. Um, Setting up your open houses from entering into the system, to printing the brochures, to dropping off the, uh, installing the directionals. We have a sign guy that does that every Friday and he picks everything up every Monday. So that way you don't have to worry about running around the streets and crossing highways and stuff, you know, before an open house and then taking it down after an open house. No, we want you out showing homes before the open house, showing homes after the open house, and we're spending quality time with your family. Um, right. We have a guy that's going to set 
it up. And the cool thing too is we set it up on Fretway. The signage is, you know, literally blitzed along both of the both of the counties that we cover. Um, you know, which is good. That's a good, you know, thing to see. That's branding, mm-hmm. that's marketing versus just having it set up for a couple hours. We have it for, you know, almost you know, three full days. So so yeah, it's taking those wow. things that we call, you know, they're the 15 to $20 an hour tasks off your plate and literally showing the agents like you guys are worth $50 an hour. You're worth a hundred dollars an hour. You're worth $150 an hour to get them to that point where they understand like, Oh, I can't do that anymore. If I want to make it to $200 an hour, you know, you've got to take those tasks, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and it's, it's gradual, you know, maybe it's not working with buyers under a certain price point, you know, so you have more time to chase buyers at a higher price point. That's how you get a raise, you know? So it's, it's always a mentality and we yeah. go through this every single year with our agents. It's, it's almost like an accountability uh, thing with them. Uh, goal setting is, is what we call it going through all their, their, their leads and, and their closings and how they got them and, and just see like, how is each agent successful? Cause every agent's different. Every agent has a different sphere. They have a different way of getting their business. One thing may not work for another agent and, and, you know, Three things might work for one agent, but only, you know, one of those things would work for another agent just because of personality or where they live or it could be anything. Um, mm-hmm. But just just hammering down on what people are successful at and, and making them double down on it um, and then just seeing them grow. I mean, everybody just continues to do more deals where as a brokerage, our agents are averaging 15 deals, um, which is like way above and beyond the industry average. Um and that's with us bringing in new agents. You know, we also bring in new agents to the team. If you're the right fit, if you're ready to grind, you know, we've hired probably 12, you know, brand new licensed agents. One of the agents uh, joined us just a year ago, um, just fresh out of school. She's closed 35 houses in her first year, you know, but we knew she's, she's got the personality. She's got the grind. She just needs right. the support and she could have probably done 10 or 15 deals in her first year on her own, which is amazing. Um, Cause she's got a good network, mm-hmm. you know, but why wouldn't you do 30 to 35 set the foundation for the future uh, and get more referrals. That's right. like how you get that quick head start in the business. And if the great thing is if she decides in year two or year three, I want to go out on my own, we still have the brokerage here whatever you want to do, you can come, come onto the, you know, on the, on the brokerage off the team, uh, build your own team, whatever you want to do. You know, we're, we're here to support you. Um, you know, we're not trying to tie people down to, Hey, you have to work, you know, for the team. So, uh, you know, so that makes us more money. It's not about that. You know, it's about personal growth. Um, it's about teaching agents how to, you know, save and invest for the future. We have a lot of agents that are, that are buying and flipping and we support that and we don't, charge them any commissions on any of those deals. Um, they get hundred percent of the uh, commissions on those deals um, and they're flipping homes. And we know it takes time away from actually doing like the real estate side of the business, but you know, Hey, we, we want to support you right. and uh, we want you to grow with the company. And if that's what you want to do, you know, we'll, we'll get behind you on it. After the break, we hear tips and advice from Justin about how a hard work ethic and focusing on the people you work with can bring you success. Taking the time and energy to work your hardest for your clients is essential to career growth. Part of this work ethic is rooted in knowledge and educating yourself so you can be the best real estate agent for your clients. 
That's why agents who value education choose to learn online with the CE Shop. Our 100% online curriculum lets you learn what you need to succeed when it fits in your schedule. Enroll in our mobile-friendly courses today and save 25% with promo code SHOPTALK. sounds like, and I'm sure you and your business partner would never say this, but a lot of these agents are motivated to work hard because they trust their leaders and their leadership is showing them that you are taking the time, taking the money to, and the energy really to, you know, invest in them and support them 100% and not kind of keep them in these boxes, but really allow them to have the flexibility to be themselves and let, you know, their let their own unique characteristics work for their business and work for their success, which is awesome to hear because, you know, I'm sure on your end, you've heard so many cases of, and you've also experienced it, just having restrictions that don't allow you to kind of meet that full potential. Yeah. A lot of brokers or a lot of leaders, team leaders, you know, you can see that they're, they're in it for themselves or they're in it for the money aspect of it. When, I just think long term, if you're not in it for the people, um, it's just not going to it's not going to end well. Um, right. You know, you, you may be able to fake it, um, you know, for a little bit. You might be able to make the money or, or you know, you know, floss a little bit. But mm-hmm. in 20 years, what are you going to be left with? You know, so, uh, you know, the good thing about me and my partners is none of us are like that. Like we fly under the radar. We probably make, you know, or, or take less money out of the company <laughs> than a lot of our top agents are. I'd say probably the top 10% of our agents are, are cashing more checks than we are, but we're reinvesting back into the business because we know, um, you know, why pay tax on that, right? Like right. reinvest it back into the business. Let's make it bigger. Let's make it stronger. You know, we just bought a building in a, in a town that, you know, we probably don't belong in. Um, and <laughs> Like literally it's, it's a town that has an average sale price of like two and a half million dollars, which is uh, insane. I grew up in a town where, you know, even today the average uh, house price is, you know, probably $225,000. So, um, no, didn't, I went to college for a little bit, you know, not like a a super educated, you know, person, but you know, it's more like, uh, just hard work, you know, street smart, um, just care about people, want to work with people, uh, advocating and, you know, doing fundraising. And I'm on a bunch of like different boards and stuff. And it's not uh, anything to say like, Hey, like, uh, you know, to, to boast about like doing that, but it was almost like, it's just thing that, it's things that I enjoy doing sure. and, and we enjoy doing like things like that. You still meet people, you still get to network. And by happenstance, they see how you are and they want to do business with you. And that's not necessarily what I'm, what I'm there for. Um, and I tell my agents that all the time, like, and, and I learned this when I was young um, with my son. And, and, and this is when I was struggling in, in 08 and 09. Um, and my son wanted to get into baseball. And I'm like, I always wanted to coach, you know, I was you know big into baseball when I was a kid and uh, I knew the time taken away to do that. I'm like, ah, like I got to make money. I could barely, you know, uh, afford to pay rent, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to see how it works out. Like, I'll just, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. I always find a way. And I did it and, and happened to just meet, you know, just different people and, uh, did a couple of deals just from like being a coach, but it wasn't necessarily like, Hey, like I'm in real estate, like, you know, 
buy a house with me or sell a house with me. You know, right, it's just right. like, it's very casual. Um, and they just, yeah. And they just see like, Oh, this is, this is a good dude. Like I could actually like trust this guy. Just be yourself, just be natural. Um, you know, it wasn't like I was branding the team with, you know, uh, Hey, we're uh, sponsored <laughs> by Remax or anything like that. It was, it was, it was, it was nowhere. It was just connecting and, and with good people. And over the years, you're going to do business. If you, if you just, can find common bonds with people. Sure. Um, and, and then from there, I was like, that's awesome. Like, and I started <laughs> saying yes to everything, like volunteered for the church, the, you know, board of directors for the building committee, like, you know, cool. This sounds like fun. All right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, to right now we're doing something, uh, which is going to be opening pretty soon. Uh, it's a special needs park, uh, called the Tom's Riverfield of dreams. It's a two and a half million dollar park that probably would have cost the government $5 million to build. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we took a sponsorship, but, uh, I was also on, invited to be on the board of directors and have been helping that for the last, you know, three years, which is fundraising and different events and things like that. And, um, you know, again, you meet, you meet some really good people. Um, you, you, you form some good tight circles. And again, I mean, and nothing, nothing that I've volunteered for has ever negatively impacted my business. Um, right even being out, you know, protesting and in Trenton at the state Capitol for, for different things. It's, you know, again, you, you just meet new people. Um, so that's one thing that I always tell my agents, just, you know, there's other things that you can be passionate about. It doesn't just have to be real estate, you know, your hobbies, you know, whatever it may be. It's just, again, finding common bonds, finding good in people, helping people, networking with people. That's what this business is all that's about. That's amazing. The, uh, you know, the fundraising group just, mentioning about for the, um, for the park that you guys are working on. But at the end of the day, and this is kind of the great thing about real estate is that you can volunteer and be active in your community and in all these different groups. And obviously you're wanting to be around like-minded people and what you are both interested in. But at the end of the day, everyone needs a home. Everyone needs to buy a home at some point or sell a home at some point. So, you know, naturally that might kind of come about, but I think at the core, and you were touching on this earlier, is that when you are truly passionate about helping people, people can pick up on that genuine aspect of yourself and you just kind of always wanting to be a helping hand. And you know, in, in all the avenues that you're volunteering in, I think people can just easily see that and kind of read that off of you, which it just resonates, which is awesome. And it's, it's almost natural. Yeah. And I think a word of advice. So the, the first thing I do when I train the new agents that are coming in, I say, listen, you're going to show a bunch of homes and you're going to, you're going to tell the clients what's wrong with those homes. You're going to tell them not right. to buy certain homes. And, and, and listen, you're going to, you're going to feel like this is weird. Like, shouldn't I be trying to sell the homes? It's like, you should be trying to sell right. the right home for the client. There's an education process that's that should be part of every showing. Um, what's the age of the roof? This needs to be replaced. The windows, the HVAC. Like you need to be the expert in picking up on all those things, uh, because what happens is a lot of these agents are just pushing people in the houses, and then they find out later on, um, well, this house needs twenty thousand dollars worth of work. Right. I wish I knew that. You you could have known that if you had an agent uh, that really took care of you and, and mm-hmm. took the extra time to point those things out, you know, and I, I always tell the agents, you know, they shouldn't like the first house that they walk into. They probably aren't going to, it's very rare that it happens. Don't be afraid to point out the negatives in the house because they right. can see the positives. 
But when you balance it out with the negatives and listen, at the end of the day, I, I don't care what people actually like. Like I may not agree with what buyers want to do. I want to be here to help them mm-hmm. and kind of be their guide. Um, they're, they're the hero. This is their story. This is their life. This is their family. Uh, whatever they want, you know, they want to be in a certain spot or, you know, whether you disagree, agree, or have an opinion. Um, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. It's just stick to the facts, uh, educate about the house, educate about the process, give them a lot of information so they can make a decision. And then, you know, like that deal is locked. The house is worth it. The house is not going to have major inspection issues because I pointed out all those issues and I know about it and are okay with it. And they made an offer that's reflective of it. Um, you start doing that long-term, I mean, you're going to have so much success because that buyer is going to be so happy um, just with the process because most people think, oh, dealing with a realtor is like dealing with like a used car salesman. And not to say that all used car salesmen are bad, but you know they they need to sell something off their lot. They can't go down the street and sell you another car off somebody's lot. As a realtor, you can sell them any house listed by any realtor that's listed on the market. So do that. Like just find them the best house, find them the house that's right for them. And, and you will get so much referral business in the future. And at the time when I was met, I just felt like that's the right thing to do. And I wasn't thinking about referrals because I was so right. early on in the business. And then it started happening and happening and over and over. And it's a compounding effect. And not only that, the greatest thing about it is that if you're working with just good people and good buyers, guess who they're referring you to? They're not referring you to, you know, the guy that, you know, he's, he's a, he's difficult or, you know, he's an a-hole or something. They're referring to you to more good people. They're going to make your, your life so much easier. Um, and if you've been in this business for a while, you know, you should know like certain people, it's just like, Oh man, this guy's <laughs> killing me. He's going to stress you out, give you anxiety. Do you want to lead from that guy long-term? You probably won't. I mean, I'll help him out. But there's certain people like, I don't even want to answer the phone if they call me, you know? And if they do, it's like, oh, all right. Like I'll maybe refer to one of the younger guys. I'll let them know, you know, hey, like this is how it's going to be tough, you know, dealing with this guy. But, you know, you can pick and choose though, you know, over the years, five, you're, you're five years in, you'll, you'll start seeing it. You'll start seeing all your good clients refer you more good clients. And then just life gets way, way easier when you're, when you're in real estate, when, you, when you're working with good people. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of um, so many agents fall into that pitfall of feeling like they have to accept every lead that comes their way or not being so choosy when, you know, they find a client that's going to be a little difficult to deal with. Um, You know, and ultimately, like you just said, it's really not worth all of that frustration and anxiety and stress that they put on you when you could be doing, you know, almost double that work with people that you actually enjoy being with and working with. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why early on, try and try and work with everybody. You know what? It's it's just going to sharpen your tools, and you know what else? (laughs) You know, if if you're not working another job, like yeah, like this guy's an idiot and he's driving you crazy. That's fine. Go show some houses. Get out there. Get active. Talk to agents. Network. You know, it's it's going to be good for you. But yeah, if you if you have foundation the right way and you're you're treating people the way they would want to be treated or the way you want would want to be treated. Um, in that process of buying anything, you know, like, do you actually care about me and my family? Are you actually listening to me and what my needs are? 
were you just trying to push me on to, to, to get me to buy anything, something buy anything. Like I need to make it like, I don't, I didn't, I never even looked at what the Cobrokes were. And I hear this, and I used to hear this all the time. Like, Oh, they're only Cobroken this. It's like, who cares? It's so short-sighted. It's so short-sighted because that's a client again. And that's referrals. And the light, if you treat a client, right, there's no reason over the course of 10 years that you can't get at least five different deals from, from working with that client. Now compound that by like 20. And over the course of time, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you just keep compounding it. And you're just going to be doing an insane amount of business. You're, you're not going to be working with buyers in year 10 as much. You're going to be focused on listings because all those people that you sold homes to, it's going to be time to sell. You know, and, and you're going to eventually have that bandwidth, you know, to, to get to the listing side where you can do 100 transactions if you're working mainly listings. You can't do that with buyers unless you have other buyers agents. But as a listing agent, we have the bandwidth to do 100 deals. Is it crazy? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot of hours. You work on the weekends and stuff like that, but you can do it. You know, that's if you want to do a million dollars a year you know, without a team or on your own, it's possible, but you got to build the foundation, right? Let's circle back um, to, we were talking a little bit how you had uh, met plenty of resistance when you first got started. Can you think of some examples of resistance that you had met um, either when you were first starting or even when you were trying to scale and grow, um, you know, during the recession? Because I think there's probably a lot of um, kind of overlap on, what's going on today with the pandemic and people that are kind of feeling overwhelmed or think that it's not really possible during times like this. Sure. So, um, I mean, getting into the business, I was young and I, I looked even younger than, than I was, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now. Um, I started the business. I was what, 22. Um, but I look like uh, 16. <laughs> that, that so, always helps you know, this, yeah. you had that, yeah, you had that. Like now it's like, okay, cool. These, these you know, good genes. It's, it's working out because I'm 40 and people think I'm 30. But, um, but yeah, when, when you are younger in the business, you know, people are, you know, people that are 40 or maybe have done this before, they're looking at you weird, like, you know, all right, am, am I going right. to take advice from this guy? But that's when you got to show and prove, right? If, if you, if you can show like, I'm knowledgeable about this area, this community, and just houses in general, even if I didn't know the area, I knew about houses. Um, I did construction for a little bit and I did a ton of research as far as like what, what to look into. And then on every single inspection, uh, I was focused on the inspector and what he was looking for and what he was picking out so that I right. could pick out the same things, you know, during the process. Um, but yeah, as far as other, other resistance goes, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, right now, I think that the, the biggest issue is, is, you know, buyers, like you said, feeling that anxiety, sellers feeling that anxiety. Um, and it's always about solutions. I tell everybody, even, you know, in real estate or even outside of real estate, just telling somebody that was going through a health issue today. It's not about problems. It's about solutions. Just focus on solutions and just keep it moving. Um, you know, so it's a lot of, lot of troubleshooting and I see a lot of my agents and I hear them and they're like, like ready to give up. And it's like, no, there's always, there's always a solution. You just have to plug in, you got to kind of scale back um, and just kind of figure things out. That's why you get paid a lot of money as a realtor. When you think about the size of the checks that are getting cut 
you know, for you to possibly sometimes do, you know, 10 hours worth of work, 15 hours worth of work with one client and close a deal and make $10,000. I mean, I know that's not every single deal, but you've got to really be sharp. And to close more of those deals, you got to be able to troubleshoot. You got to be able to find solutions, offer up suggestions, you know, which is a lot of agents don't do that. They just kind of take the feedback and just hang up the phone, um, you know, from their clients. Um, I'm super creative. So I know like not everybody kind of can look at things the same way, but you know, like I tell my agents, if you're running into any issues, whether it's you have an inspection issue or an appraisal issue or anything like that, call me. It's nothing that I've been through, you know, right. all these issues before. It's all about just offering up solutions. Um, so, yeah, even, you know, the, the issues now, you know, finding housing and the shortage of housing and just the, the madness and the chaos and everything like that. It's, it's your job to find a solution. So, you know, we were, I was selling my clients' houses and having the buyers agree to rent it back to them for six months to a year, sometimes at no charge, you know, so that way they can get out there and, and put offers out that were non-contingent. I was doing this literally months after the pandemic, you know, started when things started getting hot. Um, and eventually agents kind of, you know, were like, oh yeah, like I heard about that, you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, and it was just something that like I had done it in, in years past in certain deals, higher end deals, um, like 2016, 2017, you know, so it was like, mm-hmm. been there, done that. That's easy. You know, most agents are like, oh man, I wish I thought of that. A lot of it's experience or talking, you know, or just, again, maybe you talk to your attorney and you just, again, find out solutions. Um, there's always an answer for everything, you know, just how hard are you looking for that answer and how willing are you to just dig in and not give up? You know, don't, if you don't give up on your client and you're at least offering solutions, whether they take it and run with it. And that's the answer that they needed. At least they know like this guy's fighting for me. Um, this guy's in my corner. He's going to be there. And and I've offered solutions and, and they don't always work. And sometimes people, People need to take a break or whatever the case may be, but they're going to come back to you when they're ready. Right. When, you know, people always, they don't want to hear like just about the problems they want, you know, mm-hmm. the positive side of it, having that negative is never going to, you know, accomplish anything. So having someone in your corner that really wants it and is willing to give up solutions, um, you know, like you said, even if they don't take it, it's still something that in the back of their mind, they're thinking, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, we're running into these problems, but this guy or this girl, they really want to help me out and they're going to try and find something. So I think people really respect that. And that's how you kind of build that trust. And that sounds like something that's almost natural for you and kind of what you teach your agents is that it comes down to building that trust in that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, another thing too is, you know, when bad news comes, how are you delivering that bad news? A lot of agents just call, yeah, they killed the deal. And that's that, that's it. What is your but client supposed to do? Do you with think that? that that's what they want to hear? Or do they want to hear, you know, there's certainly you can deliver that same information in a different way, but then also present a solution following that instead of saying, Hey, it's killed. We got we're not, we're done here. Nobody wants to hear that. Right. But I made but I made five calls and you know, uh one of those uh buyers that that came through. Um, they made an offer and it's higher than, exactly. you know, what yeah. you had. So, so did you take the, the, you know, the time 
to, to take that news and say, what can I do? Let me get to work like right away and just, you know, make something happen. I've had those calls and a client's just like, what? So, so you call the, give me bad news, but yeah. give me greater news. That's how you do it. So, so you could really set people off. I mean, you know, you can lose clients by delivering bad news with no solutions. So why do that? You know, why not offer up solutions? And again, you know, that example, that doesn't always happen, you know, but again, it's what are the solutions? Like, what are you going to do? Like, Hey, but you know, I, I got an open house set up for the, for this date. Uh, called all the agents already. I've got somebody that that's maybe willing to come back for a second showing, like you got to keep them going, you know, because if you get off the phone with them and you give them bad news, that's going to spread to their family, you know? Um, they could take it out to, at, you know, somebody at, at work or something like that. Um, you know, don't call somebody with bad news at like nine o'clock at night before they're <laughs> ready to go to bed. You want them to sleep. You want them to sleep good. You know what I mean? Like call them in the morning. Don't, cause that's, it's real. You're dealing with people. And I think that's what kind of people don't understand that. Like, what if your doctor called you at nine o'clock and said like, Hey, yeah, you've, you've, you've got an issue. That test result came back like right before you're, you're, you're ready to go to bed. Like how much sleep are you getting? Yeah. How much sleep are you going to get that night? So there's just little things just dealing with, with people that, you know, just kind of respecting emotions and, and again, you know, providing solutions and answers. So if your doctor calls you the next day and says, Hey, hey I got bad news, but you know, here are the solutions, this, this, and this, how do you feel? A lot better. You feel a little bit better because you feel like, all right, he looked into it. Solutions. He didn't just call me nine o'clock and said, Hey, yeah, yeah. You got a major issue. Like, you know, you, you, you got heart issues and then eh, right. that's it. You know, imagine that that's how people that's treat their clients. But I'm sure that's, you know, it's not, you've seen that plenty of times, which is I'm sure agonizing at some points. Yeah. They just don't know any better. You know, they just think that, Hey, like I got to call them right away. I got to let them know right away. You got to stress them out right away. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing that, there's nothing that, that they can do with that news. That's going to be good at, you know, nine, nine o'clock at night. I can assure you that. So, um, so just take the time and then take the time to come up with some answers and, and solutions. And, and you think on it, you figure something right. out. You're the key. You're the one that's going to get them from A to B, you know, so you need to be the, the professional. So, and you need to treat every situation like that. I think throughout this conversation, kind of the, um, what I'm picking up overall is that, you know, you need a hard work ethic. It's not always just pure talent or skill. It needs to be hard work ethic, you know, treat people like they're almost your family, treat people because they're people and you want to, that's what the business is about. But um, for our listeners and any other real estate agents out there that are kind of pursuing, you know, building their brokerage or overall just kind of wanting to expand and, you know, get bigger, what is one piece of advice or pieces of advice that you would have for those individuals? Yeah, just figure out how you want to build it, like see in the future, like what you want to offer to, to your agents and where you want to go and just focus on that aspect of it. I think, again, too many people just focus on just growing it big without having the substance or the foundation behind it. Like, oh, I just need a big team. Why do you need a big team? what do you have to offer when you have a big team, you know, because there's things that come along with a big team that you're not thinking about, you know, how are you going to have time to manage a big team and then also do deals? Like, how are you making it really like a lot of people, again, 
don't think long-term. Um, same thing with the brokerage, you know, just work on the foundation, build the foundation. For us, we weren't looking to grow to, we had no goals, honestly, of growing to 130 agents in two years. That wasn't the goal. The goal was building the foundation. And then once you build the foundation, just take things from there. And, and however it grows, it grows. There, there was no number, you know, there wasn't like, hey, once we reach this number, that number, it was just, hey, we're just going to focus on the business and help the agents do more business. And whether it was we had 40 agents and we just helped them grow their business, like that was fine too. Um, but your focus really has to be on the agents that are coming in uh, because right. retention is key. Like we also don't lose agents. The only agents that 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 are no longer with us they weren't doing business. They just couldn't hang in this model, you know? So that's fine. We had a couple of agents that left because they thought something was better. And then they came back and they were like, yeah, they, they lied to us. And you know, it just wasn't what they said it was. Wow. And that's the thing is, is what what's here and what's built and what can help you out. It is what it is. Like we're not telling you something and then it's not the case. Um, it exists. It's here. It's built. And I think we're just way beyond what most agencies are doing. Um, and it's, again, it's a lot of time and it's a lot of investment. It's training the people and putting the money out to, to do that. And it's, you know, you're taking losses when you're, when you're doing those things and you're not making as much money as, as you could be making, but that's, that wasn't the goal. You know, that wasn't the goal. Like, Hey, we have to make X amount in, in year three. You know, sounds weird. I know a lot of people have yeah. goals like that, you know, like they want to put numbers on things, but to us, it's just like, our goal is to take care of our people, grow the systems and just keep it moving. And then wherever it takes us, it takes us, you know, if we're 500 agents or a thousand agents and four buildings or whatever in 10 years, like, yeah. okay, cool. But to us, it's more about like along the way, how did you help those agents grow? Um, be a resource for their family, you know, uh, hire other people so that they can grow, have a retirement plan. Like we're working on something right now where um, we're going to have agents being able to invest, you know, with us and have ROI um, and not really pay it, pay anything into it. So, you know, you take care of your people, you know, whether it's your agents or your team or your clients and the rest will take care of itself. I like that mindset a lot. And I think that more people would subscribe to that, obviously, if they, you know, had positive experiences, like it sounds like your agents do weekly or even daily for that matter. Yeah. And it, it, you know, listen, it may not be the the method mm -hmm. for, for everybody. There's people that definitely are successful that go about it the other way. And it's about, you know, Hey, we got to do X and X and they just drive and drive. And, but I see it. I see, you know, some of those agents are there that were at those companies and that's how they were people. They just blow out, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. It only, it wears thin. So for us, it's just, you know, again, retention, quality of life. I mean, literally the top agent in our office, we told her like, you got to take days off. Like we're going to, we're, we're going to help you do it. Like we're going to get you to the point where like, you know, uh, hiring an agent underneath you to do, you know, different things and hire an assistant. Like we're like, you can't sustain them. Like, why are you even doing this? You're at a point like, what, what do you need? What do you need all these deals for? And it sounds crazy as like a brokerage. It's like, you know, don't you want your agents to do more, but it's like, if you don't uh, allow them to take a step back to, to build it so that it can be sustained 
then that person's going to blow out. They're not going to be able to sustain it. And it's our job as a broker to understand and, and, and see like, what are your goals? Like, is your goal to sell a hundred houses or is your goal to like, you know, uh, retire at some point, you know, let's like, we got to meld that together, you know, because both things don't necessarily work together. Like, you know, my goal is not to be showing houses at 70. Like if I choose that, I want to do that, like, great, but I don't want to have to do it. And it's getting the agents to kind of, you know, see that. Um, and it's again, building systems or building a team or having something that you can scale or investing in properties. And, you know, so that way you're just not on that, you know, that treadmill and just burning and burning and, you know, for what, you know, money's great, but what do you need? You know, and, and invest some of it, keep some of it. So that way you can retire at some point. So last question, this is one that we ask all of our guests, um, and it's kind of tricky, you know, most people have the same answer, but if you could go back and change one thing about kind of your journey to today, what would it be and why? So I would have uh, came to Remax sooner. We went to Century 21 in 2008, not knowing kind of the different models and, you know, just thought, hey, that's a, that's a big brand. Let's, let's just go there. Um, you know, that, that was a, a speed bump, unfortunately for us. And we learned the hard way, um, just wasn't the right fit for a team, um, to work under. Um, but we corrected and, you know, it, it took us a year to figure that out. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, the journey has been amazing. You know, it's, uh, it's been a lot of people helped, you know, a lot of, a lot of agents, you know, that have been helped and, you know, taking people that literally, we're making nothing and, and now we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in the business. And again, not necessarily to say it's, you know, about the money, but it's just the potential and the systems and everything we built in. Like you could literally, you know, go from working at McDonald's to, you know, having a career and having something for your family. You know, that, that was one of the jobs I had. It was my first job I had is working at McDonald's and the people that, you know, grinded and worked hard and Hey, you're a manager or whatever. And uh, you have good social skills. Like a lot of people could be successful in this business. You know, it's, it's not necessarily like, Hey, you need all these degrees and stuff right. like that, which is great. Cause I was hitting that those ceilings. Like I said, in my last job, where it was like, Hey, if you want to be promoted to supervisor, you need a four year degree. I'm like, for what? <laughs> I have the skills right this now. Is like a, this is yeah. Like I know more than the supervisor. Like, what do I need a four, four year? To, I mean, and that's, that's the thing about like college, like it's great for certain things, but you know, for, for real estate, there's some things that, that you can learn in college that are going to help you. But honestly, the best thing about college for real estate is that it allows you time to grow up and get older. That's it. So I wouldn't spend a hundred thousand dollars, you know, to, to go to college than to become a realtor. Um, I know a lot of my business partner, you know, he was one of those guys. He went for accounting and, you know, ended up here. He was doing stocks and stuff for a little bit, but you know, the, the, the quicker you can figure out what your passions are and, and where you want to be, you know, the, the better. So, I mean, you know, if you are 18 or, or 19 thinking about the, getting your real estate license, you're probably going to want to do some administrative stuff or maybe work for a team. Not saying that you can't be successful. It's just, you know, you're at a time in life where it's going to be a little bit more difficult just because your sphere, you haven't built that up yet. You don't have the network, you don't have the experience. And there are people that have been successful at that age. Um, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely, you know, uh, the odds are a lot less. 
Thank you so much you know, for taking the time again to hop on this call. Is there anything, um, you know, I, on your website, you guys have a plethora of resources for, uh, for agents that are wanting to kind of educate themselves and you know, better themselves. Is there anything that you want to you know, point our listeners to go check out, download, uh, anything along those lines? Um, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to chat with me, I mean, I have agents from across the country that kind of check in and, and pick my brain here and there, and I've got no problem doing that. I, I love talking to other realtors, especially ones that want success um, and are willing to work hard. You know, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or, or Instagram. Uh, my name is Justin Bozdak. Um, you can, you know, find our company, Remax Revolution, on those social channels as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, if you are not in the area or if you're in the area or whatever the case may be more than willing to, to have conversations with you and, and help you get from A to B. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. I'll make sure on our, on our end to, you know, uh, have links out to all of these so people can get in contact with you um, and kind of see what you guys are building over there. Cause it's, I think it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Like I said, just the beginning, you know, we got a, a lot of cool things coming up, you know, production, video, social, like uh, I'm going to be a producer at some wow. point, you know, just, just by, you know, yeah. like we, we got to do it, you know, you got to stay fresh, you got to do different things. So, so we're shooting a TV show now, we'll be on HGTV at That's some amazing. point. So, I mean, it's uh, just, you know, you just put yourself in good situations and just things like that, just, start happening so you gotta grind now i'm really excited on my end you know follow the journey and i'll watch the show when it comes out and i just can't wait to you know see more success from you guys that's awesome thank you again sounds great brother justin talk to you take care man that's it for this episode thanks for listening If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe to us and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop.